Welcome to the Everyday Guru Podcast with your hosts, Jared and Tiffany. Each week we interview everyday gurus who are full of wisdom, love, and laughter. Hope-filled stories that need to be shared with the world. We love receiving feedback. Please share, leave a review, or best of all, a voice message. If you find value in our podcast, please consider supporting us for as little as 99 cents a month by visiting anchor.fm forward slash everyday guru forward slash support. Hey, everybody. This is Jared, the everyday guru. I got with me Tony Lloyd. He's an author, speaker, coach, Fortune 500 executive, podcast producer. To learn more about him, you can go to Tony Lloyd. TonyLloyd.com. And if you want a free copy of Crazy Good Advice, it's an Amazon bestseller. Just go to his website. There's a big, big green button. Just click it, get a free copy of his best selling Amazon book. Here's a story about depression, overcoming depression, which I think is very relevant in these times. If you'd like to share more about that, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but Jared, thanks for having me on here. I mean, you know, everyday gurus here. I, I'm not sure I could live up to the guru part of it. I think you can. I think you can. Well, the everyday guru, you're, I mean, come on. You started a company from scratch for crying out loud. How many people do that? I mean, it's not yeah. like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I think this is kind of a relevant, uh, relevant topic. And, you know, uh, so Jared, one thing I know from listening to you and, and your uh, co-hosts and your many episodes that you have is uh, you are multifaceted people, right? So you could talk about business, you could talk about personal life, you could talk about all these different things. Uh, but right now, it's it feels a little bit like we're all sort of squished into one space, right? So uh, I saw a cartoon, a New Yorker cartoon the other day that uh, the wife says to the husband, okay, remind me again, do I live at my work or do I work at my at the place I live, right? So, <laughs> is that true? That, that, that is so appropriate too. It's like we're all working from home. Right. So, um, you know, one of the things that happened to me in, uh, in 2018, I had, um, I had been a fortune 500 executive. I left my job. I went out on my own. I started doing my own business and, uh, I, I was growing the business. It's, it is successful, but honestly I was working like a maniac. It was like, you know, I took all those, uh, back when I was a, you know, corporate executive, I'm not sleeping. I'm traveling all the time. I'm, you know, running on caffeine, and uh, you know, it's that sort of uh, motto of "I'll sleep when I'm dead," right? And all that kind right. of macho stuff, all the hustle and grind stuff. And at some point, it just became too much. Um, so I really felt this sense of like um, the the entrepreneurial life is uh, very isolating. It can be very lonely. Um, a lot Fresh, of stress. Lot of Say that again. I said, I'm sorry, a lot of depression. A lot of depression. So, you know, um, one of the resources that really helped me was uh, there's a book called Lost Connections, Why You Are Depressed and How to Find Hope. And uh, it's by a guy named Johan Hari. Uh, and here's what was interesting to me. Now, I, I've, you know, sort of been a little bit on the depressive side for a lot of years. Uh, but when I... Um, when I was going through this, it was like depression was really severe now. So I had a lot of years of thinking about depression, about anxiety, and about what that felt like. But what I didn't know, and this is what Johan Hari 
uh, wrote about in Lost Connections, he said, really, there are nine different causes of anxiety and depression, but only two of them have anything to do with your genes or your brain chemistry. And, and that kind of rocked me on my heels because up until that point, I always thought, you know, well, uh, you know, my brain is, is low on dopamine and um, these different chemicals and therefore I'm depressed and so I need a pill and, you know, it'll, it'll fix my brain because my brain is broken. But, but he really throws cold water in the argument that your brain is broken. He, he talks about these environmental and lifestyle choices that really can lead to depression. So things like disconnection from meaningful work or disconnection from other people or disconnection from meaningful values or status and respect or even disconnection from the natural world. And, and so all these different causes, he identified nine different causes and only two of them have anything to do with your genes or brain chemistry. So wow. that really shocked me and it sort of sent me off on this quest. And then in 2019, I had this sort of long, year-long personal experiment that we can talk about, but, but that's kind of the background on it. Yeah, because in my life, at least talking to people, I've there's a lot of, how do I say it? People think a lot of it's genetic, but it really isn't. Yeah. So that's totally news to me. Yeah, yeah. And you know, if you think about if being disconnected causes us to have anxiety and depression, and right now we're in the middle of a pandemic, and how many people are living this disconnected life? Right, that uh, you and I are really lucky, Jared. We, you know, we we're podcasters, so we have this opportunity to connect with other people and to make a contribution to the world from right where we're at. But not everybody can do that. So there's a lot of social isolation right now, and uh, social isolation can be uh, as deadly or more deadly than being obese, than smoking cigarettes. I mean, there are a lot of health factors that are not as deadly as social isolation. It's funny you mention that too, because I have a neighbor, and oh my God, you can just tell by the way the social, social isolation has affected her. Just, I mean, I won't go into details, yeah, but you yeah. know what I mean. You can imagine. Yeah, I you can imagine. It, it's it's crazy. And from a from a person that you know, vibrant and vibrant, to a person that looks like a ghost. Right. Right. Yeah. So um, when when I when I found this information out, you know, one of the things I did was I thought to myself, uh, okay, um, if I want to thrive, then how would I know? if I were thriving, right? I mean, what would I measure? How would I measure it? Uh, what would I do in order to thrive? Because I felt like I, you know, I had all these challenges that uh, Johan Hari talks about in his book. But, you know, first of all, how do you measure that? Uh, and then second of all, what do you do about it? So, so that was kind of my challenge. And um, what I ended up doing was I ended up developing a self-assessment that uh, measures uh, my uh, my well-being in three different areas in uh, thriving which is really about like your physical emotional intellectual and spiritual health and then connecting so that's about your social or your if you're married or in a relationship uh, or if you are a uh, in a familiar like uh, you're, you're are you a parent or even are you a sibling right. or, or 
child. Uh, so connections and then contribution or contribute. So uh, that's vocation, your financial um, uh, contribution. Uh, you know, like are are you are you building up wealth for your retirement for the future? And then your avocation, which is which includes both the hobbies and the causes you care about. So so these three different areas: thrive, connect, and contribute. And then with each of those, there's ten different domains. And so at the beginning of 2019, and keep in mind, by the way, I will say 2020 is not 2019. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. We, we, yeah. we get together, you know, nobody's going to like judge you. Yeah. So, uh, so the beginning of 2019, I did this self-assessment in all these areas. And the other thing that I did was I went to my doctor and I just said, okay, I need you to measure everything you can measure, you know, cholesterol, uh, you know, body mass index, uh, you know, anything that you can measure, I want you to measure it because I'm going to go through this personal experiment uh, this year and I want to figure out, um, did I move the needle yes or no? So, so that's what I did. I, um, I set goals in each of those areas, you know, so I, I named these 10 domains uh, in, in these three different, uh, well, three different domains and 10 different uh, focus areas. And I, I set goals in each of them, and then I just started working towards achieving those goals. Um, and by the end of the year, really, I had overcome anxiety and depression. Uh, I was healthier. I was thriving in every area of my life. And um, I, I felt like, you know, I could then contribute more because uh, honestly, Jared, you, I mean, you know what I'm talking about here, that you can't. You can't pour from an empty vessel, right? So you, you know, you go to, to have- go to any church. They they focus on that. They'll tell you that they're, you know, especially in the Christian religion, like the churches I've been to, the the preacher loves to hit on that, like at least <laughs> once a month. You know, you can't pour from an empty vessel. You can't pour from an empty vessel. I mean, it's beating my head from going to church. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. I mean, uh, so so by the end of the year, you know, I accomplished all these things. And what was really weird was in order to do that, uh, I had to take my focus off of my business a little bit. And here's the weird thing, that while I was doing a lot of self-care, a lot of work on my physical health, mental health, you know, all, emotional health, intellect, all that kind of stuff, my business grew. And, and that shocked me because I thought that I had to be like completely 100% working crazy hours. You know, if you go anywhere on the internet and you look up the word entrepreneurs. Hustle, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. You're going to find the word hustle. You're going to find the word grind. You're going to find all those words associated with it. But really, it, if you're not practicing self-care, you cannot contribute and you cannot connect to your highest ability. So uh, it was a really interesting um, uh, year. And we could talk about the results if you want, but it, you know, it's just sure, I mean, it's pretty fascinating. Whatever you want to share, you know? I have a pretty liberal audience, as you can imagine, you know, yeah. Raul? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, really my health, my relationships, my business, it all improved uh, during that year. So last year, Um, I I really got back into running a lot. And in 2019, I ran 1,790 miles across the year. Uh, And and I live live in uh, Minneapolis, so that would be like running from Minneapolis to Miami. Uh, And then I use um, 
I, I use Strava, which is an app that you upload your, um, you know, your fitness statistics and all that kind of stuff. Uh, your runs, your swims, your whatever. You can upload all that stuff. It's like a Fitbit. It's like the Fitbit app, right? In a way, it very, very much is like that. Um, and it measures your level of fitness. And according to the Strava last year, my fitness improved by 218%. Wow. Which, yeah. Now, uh, can you say that app again? What's it? Um, can you spell it or what's it called again? So the, uh, Strava, S-T-R-A-V-A. S-T-R-A-V-A. So uh, it's, it's really, it's made for biking and running and swimming and a few other things like that. So it's really about moving your body. That's really what it's about. But then, you know, because we all are all wearing these smartwatches, it'll also upload your, you know, your respiration, your sleep, your, oh, you know, and that's another thing. Let me just mention that. Um, because I had this, uh, you know, when I was a Fortune 500 executive, I was living on caffeine and no sleep. And I had sort of left that role and moved into building my own business. And when I did, I brought that bad habit with me. And so um, one of the things that I made a, a real concerted effort on in uh, 2019 was getting more sleep. And I'm still doing that today. Um, uh, you know, sleep is the superpower. It really is. And I, I think that we sleep. forget that. Yeah, sleep is good. I I, I will not lie. People <laughs> I love our sleep. People are like, what's your favorite hobby? Um, sleep. <laughs> sleep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think really um, at, at the beginning of the year, you know, I didn't really say this up front, but I, I'll just tell it to you now. At the beginning of the year, uh, well, it's like December of 2018 going into January of 2019, I was so depressed that I told a friend of mine, and this is a really scary sentence, I said, I don't want to be alive. That's what I said to him. And, and, and as soon as I said it, I said, look, I, I don't want to harm myself. I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to do anything drastic, but I just want you to know, I don't get it. <laughs> you know, we've been, I've been working my tail off. I've been doing all this stuff. I've been growing this business. And in the end, I kind of don't get the point. And so really a lot of my struggle at the beginning of the year was I did not understand the meaning of life. And, um, and I'm always suspicious of anybody who tells you that they do know the meaning of life. Uh, but I had, I had to work that out for myself. Like, what's my purpose? What? Why am I here? Um, and, and if you're interested, I'll tell you where I landed on that. Sure. I mean, absolutely. And it's so funny just listening to what you said. I'm thinking to myself, because I love movies. I don't know if you love movies, but I'm a movie yeah. buff. But I love them, especially anything with AI, science fiction, as you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was like, what's your favorite movie? The Matrix, of course, right? Of course. So, uh, iRobot is uh, at mm -hmm. the ending. If you watch iRobot, remember yeah. the ro robot's like, uh, like, what's my purpose? And Will Smith's like, you know, you got to figure that out for yourself. I think that's what your maker would have wanted. Yeah. Just your, you know, what your purpose is for yourself, you know? Yeah. So, and I think that's a very good lesson to be learned. It's, you know, we all, <laughs> we have to we all gotta figure out. Tell us, you know, like yeah. life coaches, a lot of life coaches. Yeah. And I hate that. I mean, it's a strong word, but uh, yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you. I, you know, I often, because like you, I'm a podcaster, I often get pitched uh, people who say, you know, hey, I want to be on your show. And then I get into their background. Um, as soon as I see the word life coach, it often puts up a red flag for me. Now, that's not to say. Same here. Same here. They're not bad. They're not bad yeah. people. But no. 
it's like we're broken we're broken already yeah so you're just gonna come in and fix me it's like come on (laughs) yeah i I think i think maybe it's the phrase the phrase has you know that life coach coach phrase has a lot of baggage around it uh i wish we had a better name for it uh but yeah uh well let me let me just kind of go back to where i landed on um you know kind of my purpose in life so here's here's what i came up with i thought that really um so connect and contribute those are two words that are important to me so uh you know when humans were out in the ancient of times or out in the plains the ones that stuck together the ones who were tribal those were the ones that survived the ones that sort of went walking off on their own they got eaten by the saber-toothed tiger right so so we are we are really here to connect with one another that's how we'll we're built we're built to connect so we're here to connect with one another and we're here to make a contribution and what your contribution will be is going to be different than my contribution and so you know uh, Steve Jobs used to call that a ding in the corner of the universe right so we're here to connect and we're here to contribute but before we can connect and contribute first we have to practice self-care and so I call that thriving and so it's thrive then connect then contribute in that order and for me that's it that's that's the big lesson learned from that year i agree i agree with whatever you're saying <laughs> <laughs> whatever you're saying that that sounds the meaning but you know i mean no i totally agree with your methods totally agree with it it's absolutely yeah. i yeah. mean you gotta take care of yourself before you can take care of anybody else ask an earth you know yeah yeah will tell you that absolutely so I wanted to touch, um, if you don't mind, you have a website where I did, we were just talking about it earlier there. Um, it's up to you if you want to touch on it. You have sure. a website called the Anti-Racist Voter. Right, right. You want to talk about that more? or yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, uh, I have a couple of podcasts that I produce. Uh, one's called Social Entrepreneur, and the other is called, oddly enough, Thrive, Connect, Contribute. Um, and I started that one in, in this year when COVID hit, and I thought, you know, we, uh, I, I've just learned these lessons about how to thrive in the middle of chaos, so maybe I should talk to resilient people and, and, and do that. So that's going on, and so I'm already producing two podcasts. Uh, and then I live in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul area. And uh, George Floyd was uh, killed here. And, uh, you know, here's the thing. Minneapolis and St. Paul, it, this is an amazing place to live. Like if I walked out my front door right now, I could take off for a little bike ride or a jog and I could turn right. And, and about a quarter of a mile from my driveway, there is this thing called the Bruce Vento Trail and it's a state trail. And then that connects with another really large trail called Gateway Trail. And I could literally leave my front door, go about a quarter of a mile and never leave a beautifully groomed, uh, shaded path for 50 miles or more. I could just go on forever there. And so it's wow. just like the lifestyle here is really phenomenal. I heard that. I've heard that. And I, you know, I know, I yeah. know I've been online, everybody who's there. Pretty yeah. much. Like, I mean, not every. You're not going to please everybody, but no. yeah, it, the the quality of life is really good. It's um, some people have, uh, and I don't want to offend anybody here, but they call it like a hippie colony, and I'm like, come on, that's a little bit extreme, but yeah, 
But it really is. A, it really is. You know, peace, love. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, so here's the thing: like, if you look at any list for, you know, what's the best places to live, or, you know, best places with bike paths, or best park system, um, you know, Minneapolis-St. Paul, we hit number one in a lot of those categories year after year after year in these surveys. But one of the things that I learned a few years ago is that that is true if you are white. Uh, if you happen to be a person of color, uh, Minnesota ranks number 49th in quality of life. And so there is this huge uh, gap between the opportunities of people of color in Minnesota and the opportunities for white people like me. And I'm a, uh, just to be transparent, I'm a 61 year old white male. And I live this life of privilege. So, of course, it feels like this is just an amazing place to live. Um, so I learned that a few years ago. And so I've been interviewing people about this and thinking about it. And I kind of had this platform around it. And then um, when George Floyd died, I was just like, you know, not in my backyard. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, but I am a 61-year-old white male. And so this can't be about me. Uh, and so I, I've, I've been having just tons and tons of uh, conversations on background, not, not on camera, not on mic, just on background with the people in the streets, the people who are doing the work. So, um, you know, community organizers, uh, civic organizations, protesters, um, you know, uh, other people who are building businesses that serve uh, uh, the black community. And so I've been having all these conversations, and now I'm starting to bring these forward. So between now and the election on anti-racist voter, uh, we're talking about policies around like criminal justice, um, you know, economic justice, uh, environmental justice, education, healthcare, immigration, housing, voting rights. We're talking about all those things, and you know, uh, Jared probably you have tried to, like me, stay a little bit um, politically neutral, right? I mean, you, you know, we're not here to talk about politics, but at some point, somebody called me out. They go, look, buddy, you've got a platform. You should do something about this. And so- Yeah, I kind of stay neutral on my platform just because I don't have a lot of episodes. I Most of my podcast before was just you know, fooling around kind of. And when I changed my name over, yeah, um, all those, obviously didn't go away permanently i still have them but i guess i re-upload them and i'm trying to get more serious with my podcast have you know good guests it's, you know because i really I do have a platform like you do like yep. any podcaster does yep. and we gotta in fact it's so funny you remind me of my uh my my mom actually in a lot of ways because you know of your status yep. my mom always says you know jared you gotta take life a little more seriously you know you gotta realize these people that you're talking to are real people they're not just like on facebook because I just find Facebook to be such a cool one, you know, part of my friend's shit show. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? And it, but you got to realize that people hang on every word that you think. Yeah. Words can't make a difference. My words can't make a difference. But <laughs> you realize pretty quickly they do. And people are watching. They're just not, maybe not commenting, but they're right. being wallflowers. So you do, you do got to have a certain level of responsibility with your platform. Right. Exactly. Exactly. As we found out with, you know who, and we won't get into yeah. that. Right? <laughs> right? You know, people do listen. And, un and, and unfortunately, yeah. you get radical people who take your words, they'll spin them, 
Yeah. <laughs> I found out the hard way. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they'll run with them. And that's yeah. why you got to be very careful. And that's why I appreciate you having that platform, the anti-racist platform, because you're right. Um, yeah. I'm a white person, just like you, a white dude. And, you know, I walk down the street. I don't have to worry about being gunned down, harassed. I, you know, but I have enough self-awareness like you do to know that just because that's not your reality doesn't mean it's not somebody else's reality. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I appreciate you having the, the foresight and, you know, well, being I, a good fight. You know, it's great. You know, what are you doing? Here's the thing. You know, I, I could get this wrong in so many ways, right? So I could center the work on myself and make it about me, which it's not. Or I could, you know, just sort of say something um, uneducated. I won't say stupid, but something that shows a lack of understanding of the situation and like you said that could become a viral moment and all of a sudden people take off with it and you know all that so i am i am greatly aware that i am walking into a minefield and i could step on a landmine at any time and yet i cannot sit on the sidelines and so my first episode i just i just said here's what i promise you i will say something stupid <laughs> but I'm still gonna be here. Yeah, right. I'm that's still that's, gonna be in the fight. Right. Yeah. And the main thing is just to educate yourself as much as possible yeah. and have people, uh, you know, black people, Hispanic people, Asian people, have people have diversity so they can educate you. Get it from. I always tell people go to the source. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't re. Right. And if you make a mistake, apologize and move on. Right. But exactly. the worst thing you can do is is be silent because then silence breeds acceptance yeah. you know most people i find i don't know about you um with your experiences uh, um maybe not so much because you know high, higher up the food chain but do you find at least in the business community that people are pretty forgiving of your mistakes or do you find the higher you go up the food chain the more they want to cut your head off oh no i you know here's the thing human beings are human beings and whether you're hanging out at your local bar or you're sitting in the corporate boardroom uh, you're going to find a wide variety of people who are, you know, some are just looking for the first opportunity to jump on you and to say a bad thing about you. Uh, others are looking for opportunities to find grace and forgiveness for you. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, um, so, so there's a quote and it was attributed to Einstein, but I have yet to find a place where he said it. So I don't know that he actually said it, but I like the sentiment of it. And, and, and the quote is, uh, one of the most important decisions you will make is whether or not the universe is friendly, right? Because if you make up your mind the universe is friendly, you're going to look for and see friendly people. Uh, you know, my, my wife has a strong belief system that tells her that people are born good. And I think the longer you say that again. No, I believe that absolutely. Yep. When you're a kid, yep. I mean, there are evil people out there. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that's, yeah. I yep. tell people Discovery ID channel is probably the worst and probably the yeah. best channel because it makes you aware, but probably the worst channel because it makes you a little yeah. over aware. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, you're right. Nobody comes out of the womb, I think, evil. Right, right. So, so assuming best intent, I, I always said, let's give each other the benefit of the doubt, right? So, um, so I do think that we need to give each other the benefit of the doubt that we do uh, just when somebody, so when somebody takes something wrong, like you said, apologize and move on. You know, I posted the other day on Twitter, I said, you know, I am generally embarrassed by the things I thought and said five years ago. And five years ago, I was generally embarrassed 
by the things that I had thought and said five years earlier. And that's the way it's supposed to work. It shows that you are moving forward, that you're learning, you're growing. And, and so if someone says something to me today and it's really offensive, I just have to say that's where they are on their path. Maybe five years from now, they're going to be so embarrassed that they ever thought and said that. So, you know, I, I think especially in the middle of this coronavirus, we have to have grace for each other. Absolutely. People are going to say and do dumb shit. <laughs> They really are. I mean, I've done it before. And I tell people, we talked about this on an earlier podcast. Um, you'll find it. I'll send you the link to it. But it's on the, uh, what was it? Un- Unfuck My Life. That's there it is. That, that's the name of the podcast. And basically, she was saying about that. You know what I mean? How we we all do stupid crap. You know what I mean? And, and there's another woman I had on. Um, she was talking about, we were talking about how everything is documented today. Instagram, yeah. Facebook, yeah. uh, emails. Yeah. So, I mean, there is a level of self accountability. I mean, it's great that you can share your story, yeah. but my God, it makes you at some point afraid to say anything because your words and your thoughts live forever. Like Snowden said it, look at like with the government, right? Yeah. Oh my God. I, right. We I, have no privacy anymore. I am so glad we did not have social media when I was in high school. I mean, it was so, oh my God, same here. It was That's so bad. Here. You know, I really, uh, you know, I just detested high school. I really did. And then when I left, it felt like I'd broken out of prison or something. Uh, and and can you imagine if that stuff followed you home and then people followed what you did and then they continued to talk and bully and taunt and whatever, even after you left the school? I, I just cannot imagine living in that world. So I feel badly for kids who are coming along today. I absolutely do. And, and not only that... When we had the internet, it was like AOL, you know, we had MySpace, yeah. you know, it was, it was just in its infancy. Now, um, that woman there, there you go. like that woman there, uh, Nat, there we go. Nat, I got the name back in my head. Nat, she was talking about, you know, Instagram, like Instagram yeah. of crack because she's like, I don't know anything that's good that's coming out of Instagram. Interesting. So yeah, you can listen to that episode and. You know, you can maybe we'll, we'll reconvene and have another episode. We'll talk, right? we'll yeah. talk some more, right? We'll... Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it is interesting because, I, it, you know, um, I think we often see what we follow too, though. So um, if you are following people who are bullies or people who are posting racist things or whatever, you're going to see that. Um, so my Instagram feed is filled with happy, joyful people taking pictures of their puppies and their kids, you know. So, so I guess it all depends on uh, what you let into your life. You know, you are the CEO of your life. You get to fire and hire and bring in and, and recruit and whatever all the people in your life. And if you don't want somebody in your life, then, you know, it's pretty easy to not have them in your life. That's a quote from LinkedIn. You know that, right? You probably saw that on LinkedIn. I bet you did. What's that? That you were <laughs> the CEO of your life? Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you see that from I, LinkedIn? You know, no. I, don't, I don't know where I... You know, I have zero original thoughts. Let me just be transparent <laughs> about that. You know, uh, like somewhere, somewhere in the ether, all this stuff has snuck into my head, and I have no idea how it got there. <laughs> That's great. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So what else should we talk about? You got anything out for me? Uh, you or... know, Jared, I, I think um, just one thing, uh, when when you introduced me, you said my name's Tony Lloyd and then people can go to TonyLloyd.com. They spelled out L-O-Y-D. 
Yeah, it's T-O-N, yeah, T-O-N-Y-L-O-Y-D with one L. Because most people search for me, they're searching with two L's, which is the common spelling in my last name. Uh, but if they spell it with one L, they're going to find me and they're going to find a free book and some other stuff. So. <laughs> Fine, it's not a porn site. <laughs> I tried to throw it in there. Oh, no. More comic humor. Anyways, talking to you, Tony. Hey, Jared, thanks so much uh, for having me, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. Check out his website, everybody. Send him some love. Send him some spam. No, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, get a, I'll get a nasty email. Jared, he told me to everybody send spam to me. No, no, don't do that. Send him some love. It's all good. Check out his website. He, and your main website, you have links to all your other projects, right? I do. I do. Yeah, check them out as well. Good having you. Until next time, till we meet again. All right. Take care, Jared. Uh-huh. You too. Take care. Take care.